nobody who is secure in themselves is going to leave a hate comment. So I think also Thanks, Saloni Nahar, for coming on my Healthy Indian podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, I know we've been planning this for a while, and I'm glad our schedules align. So a little bit about you. I know you're an actor. Um, you have an Instagram presence as well. Uh, let's talk about you. What's your story, I guess? Or... Yeah, sure. Um, broadly, I, I studied business at the University of Illinois in Urbana-Champaign. And since graduating, I decided I wanted to delve more into the entertainment field. And it's post-grad where I got more into acting and comedy. When I was in school, I was interested in that as well. But I really got to pursue it a lot more after graduating. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I also see, like, comedy was one of your strong suits. Like, I saw the joke with mm -hmm. Facebook you made like mm -hmm. you know everyone why they put maybe or something in the comments uh mm -hmm. what made you think of that joke because that's it's pretty unique i liked it so i don't know probably seeing a facebook event uh i my humor tends to be very planted in just my everyday experience because i think comedy is a lot funnier if it's about you and not about it's also like a lot less hurt like i think there's there's some comedians who kind of make jokes about other people or and I feel like that humor is not as inclusive. So I definitely strive to just make commentary on things that are relatable to myself. No, that's really cool. Um, I definitely think comedy is like a way to like storytell too. It's almost mm -hmm. like breaking the ice almost. So I think that's really cool. Um, what made you want to, I guess, pursue a career in also acting as well? Because acting and comedy are kind of mm -hmm. cool, interrelated. So I think mm -hmm. of like Kevin Hart when I think of like comedy and acting together, right? So mm -hmm. what, how, how, what made you want to become like, you know, an actor as well? Yeah, I think it starts like, you know, when you're a child and you have an idea of what you want to be when you grow up, I think the idea for acting kind of started back then. But since then, there was a time in my life where I really tried to become a YouTuber. And when I was pursuing that, I think the, you know, the practice of just like speaking in front of a camera came out and then just like Lily, I started posting more comedy videos, and that's kind of where the merge of comedy and acting came together. That's really yeah. cool. Um, is there something that you have, I guess, lined up for this year for 2023? Because you know, everyone has goals. Uh, mm -hmm. For So what are your goals, I guess, for 2023? Because it's cool, right? We're like on this like creator journey, and we're trying to build something mm -hmm. from nothing. So I thought it would mm -hmm. be really cool to know your story. A little bit so. no no definitely so i don't know if you've heard this thing before but it's this idea that sometimes if you speak too much about what you're working on your your minds will like psychology psychologically feel like you've already gotten it so there there have been times in the past where i've i've like spoken too much on a project and then i feel like i haven't been able to follow through on it because maybe the psych psychology the psychology got to me that being said i definitely in a, in a vague way, I'm working on creating my own content because I think every actor gets to a point where you realize like you you can't get every role. So if you want to be a, in a certain role, you have to write it yourself. So that's what I'm working on no, that, <laughs> in a very vague way. 
It's really cool. No, I totally get it. Cause falling through is like the hardest thing. Right. And it's the mm-hmm. biggest drawbacks and heartbreak. I think like when you try to pursue something and you don't, I guess you have it in your mind, you're manifesting as people would say, but you're mm-hmm. manifesting it to the point where you're worry over worrying and that over worrying mm-hmm. like mental health, like issues and stuff. You know, I know with me, I always struggle with creator burnout. So Yeah. Also, I think maybe, maybe this is what also happens to me is like, the more people I tell about it or the more I talk about it, yeah, the bigger I'm making it in my mind. So like the more pressure and expectations I'm putting on it versus if I kind of just do it low key without talking about it too much, then that pressure of what certain people already think it's going to be like kind of goes away. No, I, 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 I totally get it too. Like I was actually looking up the other day how to like look up how to deal with stress or burn. I don't know how I got mm-hmm. to this on YouTube, mm-hmm. but it was something, have you heard of abundance mindset? So oh yeah, like, of course. <laughs> yeah. So it's like everything. I just found this out recently <clears throat> and it's like, mm-hmm. you think of everything in like a infinite possibilities almost. So mm-hmm. you don't, but it's in a positive way, obviously, right? There's mm-hmm. you could get overwhelmed if you think of it wrongly, but I think it's a way of <clears throat> not thinking about every little step as you go along mm-hmm. with it. It's more so mm-hmm. about, <clears throat> Sorry, I'm like having like this whole throat thing going on. No, you're good, you're good. <laughs> but uh, I think it's about like just like be, having like the ability to be like, let me not give myself so much pressure in the moment and let me mm-hmm. think of like, okay, like maybe it will work out. Maybe it's going to be meant for me. But then you go on with your life just thinking like, okay, I could do a million things today. I don't have to mm-hmm. worry about like, I don't know, my comedy acting gig. Because you put your p- pressure on yourself too much. And I totally mm-hmm. noticed this at work this past week. I was over like subliminally i was like stressful work and i couldn't do my podcast reels or i couldn't do anything and i was like what's going on with me like usually i'm so high energy or really good but like then i just realized like i gotta look up some stuff and i found abundance mindset so i was like maybe i'll start practicing that instead of try to be so type a and you know try to work on everything you know um have you had any uh, i guess when it comes to mental health have you had any struggles when it comes to acting because I know as an actor, you have to learn how to cry, learn how to like <laughs> talk a certain way um, and then landing the jokes. I mean, I don't know if I could do that, but I think that's so cool that you, you can land those jokes. It's really cool. Thank you. Yeah, I think with acting that you, you also have to go in with a certain mindset, kind of a resiliency mindset. And again, you can't be too attached to the outcome. Oh God, my throat is also acting up. I think auditioning is kind of similar to applying to a job. You have to be so unattached that you can kind of audition for something and then let it go because this industry is so competitive. And I have been on the other side. So I help cast a friend's web series. And from that perspective, it became super clear, like there can be five talented actors, but there's only one role. So I think that perspective also allowed me to believe that like, just because you don't get something doesn't mean you're not talented. And I also will say that I, as of lately, have been able to book a few more things. And I think that confidence is actually really carrying me right now in a way that it's such a mental game where now that I've been able to book things, I can confidently be like, oh, you know, I'm a good actor. So even if I don't get 
a specific role, I still know I'm a good actor. So even with that mindset, even if I hadn't booked those things, I think if I always kind of believe that confidence, I just think um, so much, so like everything is affected by your mindset, right? So, so much of it is a mental game. I remember growing up, uh, I, I grew up playing the piano. And one time me and my sister were auditioning to play piano on the radio. And I thought, I thought we already got it. Like, I didn't think this was an audition. I thought we were just showing them what our pieces were and we were already going to be on the radio regardless. So I went in with that mindset that like, that I didn't go in with that mindset that they were going to decide on me. I kind of thought that, you know, they already, they already know we're playing on the radio. And I think that because I went in that mindset, I actually got it because I thought I already had it. So basically, I think, like, when it comes to mental health, like, obviously, there have been times where I've been really upset after not getting something. But now I've started to build kind of a confidence. And I also I'm a huge believer. And if it's meant for you, you'll get it. So I'm the same. I'm like, go with the flow. But then also, I guess I have an optimistic mindset towards life, you know, just like, mm-hmm. Like, you know, just because I'm 29 or 30, you know, like that pressure of marriage or whatever is always like mm-hmm. lingering around me. But I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, it's whatever. It's not, it doesn't define my day-to-day activities. Like, I love podcasts. I love meeting new guests. I love like working mm-hmm. out. I have a great friend circle. So like, why am I like thinking so much about, like, wh- why do I care? Why should I care about what other people have to say about me when I already have everything I want? And whoever the person is, like one day is like, going to be an asset to me but it's like let Mm. it just happen you know like you don't need to put all this pressure behind like somebody or someone because it's just like like you know just for no reason you're like self-sabotaging you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but uh yeah no i you you were saying something i know i cut you off so no Um, no you're i yeah oh yeah no i totally get that um i guess one thing i wanted to ask you was like what's your advice towards people I guess when it comes to building or improving their self-confidence, um, I, you, you know, like it's a mindset shift that you were like, you, you're going to go and get it. But is there mm-hmm. any other things that you do on a day to day that can really like help them in, in your, in, like in the profession that you're in? Because I feel like it, there are mm-hmm. a lot of things that aren't talked about. So let's talk about those. If, if you have someone in mind. Yeah. So I actually read a book called the confidence gap, which is all about <laughs> strategies to becoming more confident. And, Actually, one of the one of the initial exercises is it literally poses the question, what would you do if you were more confident? So I think even with starting with that one question, what would you do if you were more confident and like writing down a list? Like if I was more confident, I would maybe start a podcast or I would hey, do X, Y, Z, right? So then I think once you have that list, then you know that maybe that there is some confidence lacking if there are things you're not doing because you're a little self-conscious. And then I think another strategy is, you know, the whole fake it mindset, like just put on a character for the day, decide, you know what, I'm going to wake up today and just be the most confident version of myself, even if it doesn't feel comfortable and you kind of like act your way through it. And I also think affirmations help a lot. Like there've been times where I have to get up and look in the mirror and be like, I am hardworking. (laughs) <laughs> I I am positive and you know I kind of just have to reaffirm things in order to get the fuel to do it because otherwise then the other things we tell ourselves like I am 
lazy or I'm complacent or I'm tired, those will affect like what we feel like we can actually do. So again, like I just think confidence is is so similar to what we were talking about about how it's just a mental game and you kind of have to just No, I I totally get it. And like from that perspective with the back to the abundance mindset thing, uh whatever mm-hmm. I saw, they said like to write all your fears on one page and then the opposite of the page, right? all the opposites of those fears. So like, I hate, mm. hiking. I love hiking. So then when you look at it and read it every day, you're going to start telling your mind instead of those negative thoughts, repetitions of good thoughts, and then those positive thoughts. And once those positive thoughts come in, you'll start implementing your mindset to be more positive towards what you're doing. Um, mm-hmm. So it's so crazy, like how the mind is like, I find it so insane. And one of the quotes I got from the mind uh, recently was, like, I really like this. It's a, the mind is good for so many things, but it's a bad office. Um, mm. I, I really like that quote. I don't know what about it, but just it, it can become like, you know, like what I get from it is like it can become like hell if you want it to be right. Like it can mm-hmm. become a really bad office, but it has the ability mm-hmm. to like do so many things. Right. Like mm-hmm. when you go out and like, I don't know, you manage your time as a comedian or as an actor or you do these reels, I almost feel like you can do it on a day to day, but then there's some days you need to like assess who you are and then still have fun, right? Like go out, hang out mm-hmm. with friends, go, you know, just do the things you're, you love doing like hobbies and go to the gym, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's my mindset towards it. But yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I guess let me, let me just look at my uh, one thing. Okay. So what has been one of your most memorable acting experiences? Have you met anyone really cool through acting or? Yeah, no, I definitely have a few, but I will say the first thing that comes to mind. A few years ago, I acted in a student film, and what was really exciting to me was the character's name was Sumati, and I think for the first time, I was like, wow, I actually get to audition for someone who is ethnically South Asian, because a lot of times, you know, I'll audition for a name like Sarah or anything that's just ethnically ambiguous. And the fact that I actually got to audition for a character that was specifically written with the hopes of having a South Asian being cast in it was really eye-opening to me. And since then, even as I go on to write my own stuff, I'm very cognizant of the fact of like naming my characters because I have a friend who a few months ago sent me a script and one of the characters names was Saloni. You know how awesome it is to be able to like yeah. <laughs> be able to see a script with our names, especially like obviously in Indian television that might be a lot more prominent, but in American English television to see like our names be written as characters, like we never got that growing up. You never got to see a, like a Saloni character on TV, you know? Oh hell or, no. Or an Umong. You never got to see have you ever seen an Umong? <laughs> No, unfortunately not. Maybe I should pursue acting now. Like I'm getting, it's almost like I got to fill this void here. Like they need to fix this. I always see like Peter, like, you know, Peter Parker, like somebody that's like more on the, just like the more common names, but it's, it's hard to see more Salonis or just, just Mm -hmm. American or Brown people in general. Um, No, it's, it's, it's definitely like one of, but it's so cool that you try to imitate your characters. Has there ever been characters that you've, uh, found like so much inspiration from because i always look at these interviews and they like talk about like like jenna ortega talked about like how she played wednesday adams and it was like so cool like how she was like i had to like fix like my like stare down and like they had to see like how 
I was in like almost like a video. Like, you know what I mean? Like, cause you had like the whole, like, I don't know, like the, the gothic vibe or cathartic gothic vibe to her. So mm-hmm. that's, I find that like talent, like it's a lot of talent behind that, you know, face expressions. Yeah. No, that's a really good question. And right now I'm, I'm like thinking in my head about. Yeah, yeah, no, no, go for it. <laughs> Take time. I mean, I'm, I feel like podcast should be free flowing anyway. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's, we can come back to that later if you want. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. We'll come back to okay, that. Cool, cool. Um, uh, okay, so w- when you think of uh, like happiness on a scale of one to 10, what is your personal happiness rate? Or like, how do you, um, what is your happiness scale? Like out of one to 10 and why? Like how happy I am? Yes, yes. Mm, I think I'm like baseline happy but like you know i i think have you seen the pursuit of happiness yes with will smith and then the Jaden. yeah when he was little Mm -hmm. (laughs) i love Mm -hmm. that that, uh movie it was was a good one yeah i think i think there's ways to be like baseline happy but then also sad does that mean like for example like this week was really hard for me actually because i mean i i'm I'm taking such an uncertain career path. I'm not really sure where I'm going. I was also just not like feeling well physically this week. And I had to have like a lot of like catharsis, just like release. I remember I was just like driving and I was like, ah, <laughs> literally like, yeah. like into the void. But I feel like even when I have days where I feel like really upset or really down or really kind of feelings of depression, I feel a baseline level of happiness. If that may, it's almost like I don't think you can be happy all the time, but if you feel like you can come back to a place of just general like gratitude and joy, then even if you have like really bad days, like I feel like this week was really bad in some ways, like baseline, I can still feel happy. I don't know if there's like I can put a certain number on it. I just. It's for some people, you can't just say you're happy on a scale because it, it, it goes by like mood and a weekly basis almost. So it's like mm-hmm. some weeks are maybe a 10 and then some weeks could be like a five, you know, you don't know that. Yeah. Um, and no, that's a good way to look at it. I guess. Yeah, no, that's that's it, it's interesting because like happiness is is one of those things where like uh, for me, I'm at like a 8.5 to 9. But I think for me, the 10 would be like hitting like all like my goals and like you said like being in that abundance mindset and like really like improving as a person but i feel like i'm like the harshest critic of myself sometimes so Mm -hmm. i don't feel like i'm improving even if i am if that makes sense um so well well, what are some of the goals that you have that make you feel like you're not at a 10 or i'm not at a 10 well i feel like it's more so about like i guess like getting a certain physique when it comes to like Mm -hmm. fitness and then getting also some place with, uh, you know, just my ability to kind of network with people, like, you know, just making real friends and not friends who are just network based, you know what I mean? But it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to do that when you're like trying to be a professional podcaster, when you're trying to like make friends and stuff, you know, like even at the gym, like I feel like sometimes I am friends with some people who are very, we click very well, but then pe- there's other people like I try to make connections with and it just never works out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like intentful connections are the hardest thing for me, but the most random connections I have with the most random people. It's like, I don't mm-hmm. know how it works the world, but like, 
you know, it's like weird. Like you, when you want someone to like you, it's like almost like really hard to be accepted. But when you're not trying, it's like, okay, sure. I'll, I love everything you are and everything you're going to be, you know? So that, that's, that's honestly, that's also like another mindset thing. That's the same with, uh, acting almost in a way where it's like when you put someone or an opportunity or something on a pedestal, then your mind kind of, then you, I get, then it's almost like you're approaching it from this like lack mindset. But you know, like how people say like, oh, when you're not, when you're just like not really trying, that's like when you get what you want. And I think oh, it's just yeah. because the the universe can feel your energy. And if you're like too in your head about something or you're too calculated about something, then it, I think like attracts like. So it's like when you're coming in with that energy, then it's not as attractive versus if you're already just like in your normal like not really trying and like just being who you are that that attracts that energy from other people too so what do you say like if you're being yourself but then uh mm-hmm. you have friends who think that you need to like not friends just like critics in general mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that want to modify how you act because of the way you're you can be perceived or something does that ever happen to you like we're like oh maybe like let's say you're going on a date or something and like they're like oh mm-hmm. don't say this don't say that and then you're just like almost like guarded you know what i mean so mm-hmm. how do you be yourself, but then how do you also, you know, get to a point where, you know, you have a long lasting relationship, I guess, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think it depends on what are those things that you're getting feedback on, because I think we should all have our own, like, ideal versions of ourselves of like, you know, like when I'm acting in my best self, I'm kind or I'm X, Y, Z. So if those qualities or those things aren't in alignment with that, then I don't think you should change yourself like that. But if it's, if it's something that you think would make you like a positive, better version of yourself, then I think that's totally fine. But again, I think everybody has their own baseline of like what they believe to be their best version. And I don't think you should change that based on someone else's. Yeah. No. And fuck yeah. Like, obviously I think that's awesome. Um, And I, yeah, I don't think anyone should really change themselves. I, I think it's just one of those things. Like for men's health recently, it's been like all these like videos on masculinity and stuff. So it's like mm-hmm. I see a lot of men trying to be vulnerable, but it's almost like when they're vulnerable, it's like you know, it's almost like looked down upon. I don't know why, um, you know. So I was just like trying to think, like, why is it that like men also feel like it's hard to be vulnerable? We, me personally, I'll be always vulnerable, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm just wondering like why is that a why is that an issue now, you know? So I think I think it definitely has to do with so, socialization too. I'm not sure if you saw this viral video go around of, I think they threw like 10 girls in a house. They were like children. And they also, did, did you see this one? And they also had like 10 boys in a house for a week without parents. They were like eight to 10 year old kids. And oh. they wanted to see what happened at the end of the week and how the genders, like ran the house was so vastly different and I think that already starts like right when when you're a kid and like maybe you see how your parents run your house and also I just I just think like women growing up are very socialized to talk with each other and like lean on each other versus men maybe not as much so so I honestly feel like it really just has to do with how society socializes both genders yeah, because there are people out there that like everything you see online, like, oh, you're masculine or something like that, right? There's people out there that I know that are not masculine. They you know, are in relationships and they pull off like the complete mm-hmm. opposite of what they're saying. So I feel like 
you you got to just kind of go with what you think is right. And I don't think you should listen to people, social media, especially because it can be so, I feel like so toxic, but like mm -hmm. so helpful if you use it correctly, I think, you know, so, mm -hmm. but yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just like looking at some of the questions. I want to make sure. Um, how do you stay up to date with, I guess, just your Instagram? Uh, do you like post on a weekly basis or is there something, a direction you're trying to take with it? Or is it just for like fun kind of? Not at all. There are days I literally wake up and I want to delete social media. The reason I can't is because I work part time in social media. So I have to post on like clients pages. I definitely think that you know how people say like social media is kind of a drug. I feel that all the way. I feel like I know way too much about people who I've never met in real life or about people who I haven't spoken to in years. And it's like, it's a lot harder to self-regulate when you have it available to you. You know, like it's hard, it's hard to have Instagram on my phone and then say, you know what, I'm only going to check it once a day versus if I delete it completely it'll be a lot easier to not look at it. So all of that to say is I am a big contender of social media in its ability for me to like connect with people and also share comedy or certain things that allow greater opportunity. But I'm still struggling with myself in building like a healthy relationship because I think it can be really, really mind. Um, it can mess with your mind and give you unrealistic expectations and also give you too many thoughts about things that are unrelated to what you're trying to do. Like, I don't need to know about everybody, but it's super hard to not look when it's available. You know, like what, what has your relationship been like with social media? Like how have you managed that? Oh, that's a good question. Thanks for asking the <laughs> podcast host. <laughs> um, no, uh, great. Uh, no, I mean with me, my relationship is pretty, it's up and down too. I mean, I think mm -hmm. I know so much about, things that really shouldn't matter, like Drake's new outfit, Drake's betting curse. Like I know about like basketball drama, obviously like, you know, just pushing Kevin Durant being like a Twitter drama, drama queen, um, Kim Kardashian, like all the Kardashians and then Kendall Jenner and Jay Shetty's like, you know, obviously amazing interview. So I'm definitely invested in social media, but I think it, for me, it's one of those things where like, I try to use it as a tool on a day to day. So I do have limiters on my phone. So I put like 30 to 40 minutes. Maybe I started pushing to like an hour or two recently, but um, I'm using it just for like the hour or two to like really relax. If it's in bed or wherever it is after an hour, I'm off of it. And if I'm talking to anyone, I'm usually like, Hey, just text me directly. I'm not trying to stay on social media. Um, but I'll send them like one or two reels here and there that will make them laugh or just something relatable. Right? Like, when we talk about like just relatable shows like you that just came out, I'm like, dude, you's out. Yo, he's like in Paris now. What What is he going to do next? You know, I'm um, not sure if you're into like uh, movies like that, but uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, that's what I do. What are your hobbies, by the way? I, I feel like it'd be cool for the people to know, like who the Salonis, who the real Saloni is. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like all things art related. So I love, Wow. Like I, I love cities with public art, you know, like if you're walking down the street and you see like, I get even graffiti, like on anything, anything that is like art in real life makes me feel like the city has so much more character and is a lot more alive. Actually, I think I told you, but I just got back from India and the yeah. biggest, the biggest difference I'm realizing between India and here is 
the color. Like when you're walking down the street in India, there's so much color everywhere and in like the food stalls, in the vendors, in what the people are wearing versus if you walk down the street here, like the buildings are gray, the colors people are wearing are muted, the weather is is muted. And it, it's just like the, the color and the vibrancy, I feel like even from like an energy perspective, it, it's just a lot more uplifting and I so I love I love putting myself in places like that whether it's like an interactive museum or I also because I'm a performer myself I've started to appreciate live performances and uh artistic ventures from a lens of like you know if I'm trying to do that one day like if I'm in a play one day I'm gonna need some people to come watch me so I'm a lot more aware yeah. oh thank you thank you I'm a lot more aware of like you know just being involved in the community, knowing that I'm trying to be in it as well. So that's kind of like what I like to do for fun, just go to different artistic ventures. Yeah, um, I think uh, like in college, I used to go to like museums a lot. So New I'm in New Jersey area. So they have mm -hmm. something called the Met. I don't know if you've been to that museum there or the Vessel, mm -hmm. you heard mm -hmm. of it? So they have a lot mm -hmm. of stuff. So it's like different, you know, like timelines of like, dinosaurs and different like you know mummies and stuff so i geek out over all that stuff i'm like huge on star stargazing and stuff like that too so no it's cool it's cool that you do that because i think that's probably where you get your artistic vision from right like oh maybe i, mm -hmm. I need to like be more creative or me be like more like myself this week and then next week just go into it and be a freaking crazy awesome performer so <laughs> but no i noticed that but then yeah i think it's been interesting because you're right like holy for example that's such an awesome like holiday and i feel like mm. in america like diwali just became like uh what do you call it? a national holiday recently i think um oh yeah 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 so, like that it became a thing so you know definitely the brown company could use some kind of color i would say definitely in america because i feel like we're very we're great and close-knit but at the same time i think we need to also advocate for mental health for women and men but i also think it should be more i guess not looked down upon you know especially from our parents and perspective of that realm so um but yeah no i, I okay so I, I okay oh how do you handle negativity uh negative feedback if someone gives it to you great question i'm are you into astrology at all i know that sounds like oh yeah don't worry i saw that you were like uh pretending to I don't know. You said pretend to know what you're per, like the the person, and then you look up. Yeah, like, their zodiac sign. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, maybe they're not that bad. <laughs> the reason the reason I bring that up is because my my zodiac sign is very um, basically I'm I'm very sensitive, um, and that's kind of like based on my zodiac sign too. So negative feedback is very hard to get, but I think that what I try to do is look at it from a, like, you know, objectively, is this coming from a place of general improvement? And if it, if it is like, how can I implement it? Or if it, if I feel like it's not relevant, then like, actually, um, I got a hate comment on my latest comedy video. I think someone was like, this is why like women and comedy don't go together. And I literally, I just saw that. And I was like, hello, like, you know, at that point, and that that point, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like and also part of it is like I think I, I easily could have like replied back or you know but at that point it's like some sometimes it's easier even just not to engage you know just like read the comment and be like mm. 
if it's actually a good like thing that could move me forward constructively processing it but sometimes comments like that you kind of just gotta like but again I think it's a lot easier to be able to have that perspective when you've also had support so similarly I think that like I'm able to brush off negativity and stay confident in where I'm going because I've had positive reinforcement as well but you know what they say like one negative comment can drown out like a hundred positive comments but I feel like I otherwise like if you if you think like that it will be impossible to move forward so all the hundred positive comments help me when a negative comment comes like that I think also like for me too very mm-hmm. similar I think I deleted a comment recently my brother's like my mm-hmm. brother's 16 he's like stop being a boomer like keep that shit there and I'm like why he's like because that's Riz bro like that's how you get like you know and I was like well, okay whatever but anyways I was like I was like but he's like it's good because like you know if someone saw that they see that at least you're going somewhere and there's just some dude hating on it because he all he said was like this is barely a podcast you don't ask questions I was like I literally asked like 20 questions <laughs> like I don't understand what else you want me to do um mm-hmm. and it was just more so like he said some racial thing like this is why Indians can't like have like a platform or some shit like that and I was like interesting and I deleted it but I wish I could undelete it because I could care less what he has to say now um mm-hmm. and right then when you commented I actually went up a lot in like followers and views so I was like interesting it's like maybe I'm making it but this is how you do it right see more like criticism so mm-hmm. um no I told you so like I guess you're trying to say like have thick skin but like also just be like yeah whatever it's not like a big deal you know unless if you make it a big deal right so I also think that, like, it's so, like, you'll never see someone who's really successful leaving a hate comment. So it's also just, like, looking at it from a perspective of, like, any time in your life, like, you've ever felt, like, hate towards someone or jealous or envy, because I I feel that all the time. It's almost like, why am I feeling that? Maybe because they're doing something that's actually really impressive that I would never have the guts to do. So I'm coming at them from a place of like envy. So similarly, when you like when this guy's commenting this, like to you or even to me, it's like, do they secretly want to start a podcast? Or are they trying to do stand up, but they just can't, you know, it's almost like nobody who is secure in themselves is going to leave a hate comment. So I think also taking it from the lens that it's really not about you. It's just about them. And like, you can't control other people. Oh, hundred percent. It's definitely a, their problem. Cause it's like, can you do this? Can you stand up here and make these jokes? It, it's not, mm-hmm. I mean, it's great and it's fun and I love it, but I think it takes hard work and dedication to get to this point and keep going. I think just getting to this point is not enough. Like you definitely need to keep a drive. And like you said, we have all our mental health balancers and checks and everything. So it really helps. Um, also, I, I really like how you brought up India. Like, how do you feel like third world countries have it more laid back or they're more happy? Like, I generally feel like they're way more happier than our country in general. Um, or like just the more modernistic countries, forget our country, but um, mm. I think it's really cool. Like, the mental health there is definitely like really good. Here, I feel like we have so much, I guess, money in a sense as a society, but like, we just look at it like that and it got me thinking, like, what do you. Like, yeah, that's so true. Like, you know, like, do you think, do you feel like the other countries are just way more happier than us? Like, especially from a societal point of view? Because they have less? 
Not not necessarily because okay. I think um, I think culture based on the internet has spread a lot. So even if you look at youth in India, if I look at my younger cousins, they have a similar baseline in terms of culture as we do because they're also consuming the same content from the internet. I will say, I believe that some of the communities are a little more, there's a lot more happening. Like in in the US, it's a lot easier to be isolated you know, you can work from home and spend an entire day not seeing anyone. But in India, at my aunt and uncle's house, in like one day, someone has come by to pick up clothes to iron. Someone like it's it's so noisy. Like there's always people around you that uh, it can be in in some ways it can be harder to get privacy. But at the same time, that can force you to like have to sit in the kitchen and talk to someone or or feel like you're actually connected to humans versus here. It's a lot easier to be isolated in your big house so I think at least the human connection might be a little harder to come by yeah that's what I felt like there too there it's like people leave their door open it's kind of like you could just go in and walk into someone's house and have tea like that's like a normal mm-hmm. transaction for the day almost and you could sit on a swing mm-hmm. and just get to know them so I think it's really cool I also saw uh going back to this topic but I also saw like a classic love story in the airport scenarios. So I thought of like India, mm-hmm. Hollywood scenes a little bit. And you were like, I wish like they had a wait and save option for, you know, like for Lyft or something, you know, to see mm-hmm. your, your mm-hmm. person. So I thought that was a really funny skit. Um, yeah, no, it, it's great. I like how what you're doing. And I think the more you keep doing that kind of comedy, I feel like it's going to resonate with people because it's so relatable. It was relatable to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so... <clears throat> yeah, that's pretty cool to see that as well. Uh, when you think of successful actors, who do you think of? Like, because for me, what comes to mind is Johnny Depp, Tom Hanks, um, Jessica Alba, right? Who do you, mm-hmm. who do you uh, I guess, I'd idealize? Yeah. Uh, are you familiar with Gina Rodriguez? She's in Jane the Virgin. I might have a face. I'm a face person. So, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, what about her? She has like an incredible monologue in one of the episodes. It has to be like 10 minutes where she's literally just speaking her mind. And the other two characters in the scene are just not talking, just watching her. And she's just like going from room to room, just like, like speaking, 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 going to another room, speaking, speaking. And like the other characters are just like kind of absorbing it and it's not like she's even talking to them and I just thought that scene was so powerful and like her internal monologue coming out and I I also I think a lot of actors now are also leaning into the creating their own content so a lot of actors if they start as actors eventually they try to become directors or writers as well so for example one of the people like Mindy Kaling she started as an actor and now she is able to write a lot more roles to give a lot more opportunities to other South Asians. So I, and Lily Singh, I honestly appreciate anyone who has been able to push the like ball forward because uh, I, I once, I once saw like an, uh, this Asian American said like, if we want more representation on screen, <laughs> we need more representation behind the screen. So like, if we want to see more South Asian characters, we need more South Asian writers. So 
yeah, any any actor who has been able to also create their content, their own stuff is like successful in my eyes. Yeah, it's so cool too because like she was such a well, I, I don't know if she was a cameo in the office. She was one of the main characters, but at the same time, I feel like she wasn't like the main main character. Like, yeah, she she was also part of the writing staff. Oh, okay, okay. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, what she did was like amazing. Like I, I think like with her, she also paved the way for people like in the early stages of like you know our our childhood, I guess like to be like almost like a fusion actor. And then she was also in like so many shows too. And I think mm-hmm. it showed that she can represent South Asian women very well and be independent. And she lost. She looks great right now. I saw her Instagram the other day. Like she lost a ton of weight. She's killing mm-hmm. it. She's writing. Like, it's, man, I, I can see her doing, like, great in the future. Like, having some really good movies or something. Um, yeah, so I think I have everything I needed to ask you. But I do have a rapid fire round if you want, if you're down. Yeah, um, sure. Okay, Bollywood or Hollywood? Hollywood. Bollywood? Okay, cool. Mountains or beaches? Um, it depends on the day. <laughs> Depends on the day. It's just like this happiness skill. <laughs> okay, uh, electric car or a gas car? Saving I mean, the earth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Uh, okay. Um, and who's your? Do you like acting more or comedy more? If you had to pick. I, I rap- can't. I- you can't, you can't. Right. <laughs> clearly, clearly what you got out of this is I can't do rapid fire because everything, to me <laughs> dep- it literally, it literally depends, like, comedy for some reasons, acting for some reasons. No, it's cool, it's cool. And then your favorite Bollywood song, and that's the last one. That's also hard. There's so okay. many good ones. <laughs> Dumbachale, I guess, I'll just say that. Or Patan. Patan's a good one. I really like the Patan uh, trend that's going on. People have been dancing to it, so. Yeah, did you watch the movie? Yeah, I did. I did. It was really good. It was really good. I liked uh, Shah Rukh Khan, how jacked he was. Though mm-hmm. I didn't, I don't believe that was like natural, but okay, whatever. I'm not, <laughs> but I think, um, yeah, no, the acting was really good. And um, like, it was such a good action movie, actually. It was better than what I thought it would be. Because, you know, back in the day, they used to like, took it, take like a gun and throw it like 100 miles per hour and it hit the guy in the head. Now it's like actually pretty good fighting. So like that and Brahmastra. I really like Brahmastra too. So, okay, cool. Well, thanks so much for coming on Saloni and, you know, I guess coming, uh, coming on the show and talking about mental health, uh, you know, just scheduling, prioritizing yourself, your mindset, um, talking about movies, India, like it was really cool to have you and definitely looking forward to talking to you more too offline and online as well. And thank you for coming on. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much.